Welcome to the Cloud Architects Podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. The Cloud Architects Podcast is sponsored by Kemp Technologies. Choose Kemp to optimize your multi-cloud application deployments and simplify multi-cloud application management. A single pane of glass for application delivery, Kemp provides a 360-degree view of your entire application environment and even third-party ADCs. Download Kemp 360 for free today at kemptechnologies.com. Welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects Podcast. We're recording from Community Central here, so we're out and about on the floor. Um, and it's a little late in the day, so I think late in the day, late in the week, everyone's feeling a little bit tired. Um, but uh, we're pushing through, we're going to persevere. Uh, I'm here with uh, my co-hosts, Nicholas Blank. Hello. Warren Detoy. How's it going? And uh, we have a fascinating guest to speak to us today. Um, Anthony, I'm going to ask you to just run an intro. So, Anthony Bartolo, uh, part of a new team, the Cloud Ops Advocate team. Um, I am alongside Rick Claus, Pierre Roman, Sonia Cuff, and others, um, talking the good words to IPT Pro in terms of what technology means to them and to us and to the world. Um, part of engineering, so I'm actually direct, getting direct input from IT professionals in terms of what changes they'd like to see, what you know troubles they're experiencing, and how we can help. Okay, and so so you mentioned um, one of the things that you focus on is you know IoT or the Internet yep. of Things, right? We've all we've all kind of heard that mentioned, right? But I think for many people when they hear IoT or Internet of Things, they think about uh, their connected doorbell that you know rings on their phone, right? Or that demo that we saw in one of the keynotes where you've got something somewhere on a tire in India. Yes. And, and then yeah, it's more humidity and yes. weather and, and all that kind of stuff. Magically, you've saved a million dollars somehow. Yes. But there's obviously a lot more to it. There's than that. a lot more to it than that. So prior to doing this role, I was part of another engineering team uh, where we were working with customers directly to unblock opportunities. One set opportunity I was part of was this large grocer in North America um, had this situation where they wanted to cut costs in terms of their energy costs inside of the inside of the grocery stores, and they didn't involve IT. They thought we don't need to involve IT into this. We're just going to go to a third party. They're going to connect up this solution. Uh, where they connected um, governance devices on the refrigeration units. And what they do is they want to cycle the condensers at certain times during the day, um, so that because the condenser has to be defrosted tw twice a day, uh, or else it freezes over, and then the refrigeration unit burns out. Yeah. So what they did was they set up, you, uh, you guys know the term, like the gray boxes, the white boxes, the, the clones. I don't. PC boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, sorry, North American term then. Yeah. PC boxes uh, into managers' offices that was wired to these uh, monitoring units on the condensers and the refrigeration units. And then their central office would phone in via 56K modem, grab the data from a window. So the box is running Windows Vista SQL 6.1, 6, sorry, 6.5, and manually capture the data and then put the set points in in terms of the estimates as what's the best times during the day to defrost the condensers. Uh, it and worked, right? Sorry? <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked, it worked. It worked phenomenally yeah. well. But lo and behold, somebody was going in, looking at numbers, and found the phone number to one of the stores and connected into the service. And because the service wasn't unencrypted, they had full access to the refrigeration units uh, and actually took down two of them. So they actually blew up the condensers because wow. they switched off the, 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 free, the freeze time, uh, sorry, defrost time. And it cost $50,000 worth of damage. Wow. Because the, 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 the alarms went off, mm -hmm. but there was so much inventory in those refrigerators, they had nowhere to put them. 
And so they lost all that stock. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think immediately happened when that occurred? Well, I think they probably looked for a better solution to that. Right? Even before well, that. Somebody okay. got fired. Well, somebody got <laughs> fired. But more so than that, IT was sought after to say what happened. Yeah. And what do you think IT's response was? It wasn't us. Not even that. They didn't even know it existed. Oh, right. wow. It had been in, in production for five years, and two people were manning this entire solution at this 1,500 uh, store company, and nobody knew about it. Wow. Other than the executives and these two individuals that were running it. So from their sense, nobody got let go. But on the IT side, you know, it's like, guys, you got to let us know. You got to, you know, and the response was, we didn't think IT should be involved. And, I, and I'd imagine that's actually probably more common than we think. It is. Right? It is. Where, where there are weird and wonderful solutions to problems that are implemented by anyone who has, you know, the knowledge or the ability to do so. Right. Um, and, and sometimes if you keep it away from IT, then you also sidestep governance and, right. and change control and all those things that can be a little sticky sometimes. Well, what's interesting is that they didn't think there was governments required because of the fact that, oh, it's a closed loop solution. Unless you know the phone numbers, you can't really get in, right? And the data that's being pulled is such of the, the refrigeration units. They didn't think of the consequences if somebody was to get in. And so, obviously, no, none of the security policies for this organization was put into place. Uh, not even encryption or security or passwords were utilized for this solution because they didn't think they needed it. Wow. So we started talking about, um, let's just talk about the basics of IoT. Right. And I think this is where we started. Right. And a lot of um, IT pros are like, uh, it's a sensor, right? So, so what? So walk us through what actually is IoT when eventually I need a dashboard that tells me something, right? Right. Because there's some data in between. And so then we've got decision support and that all starts with the data that comes off of that sensor. And there's a lot of integration required and there's a network path for that thing to go out somewhere. So IoT is actually a lot of things. It's not just um, $1 sensors that I'm gluing to a board and right. measuring temperature with. IoT is the catalyst to data that gets fed into machine learning for prediction not just dashboard and reporting, right? It's more. It's the, the data flow that's, that's driven through IoT helps others make decisions and helps stop the reactiveness of, of, of decisions. I, I participated in a lot of projects and I, talk, I like to talk projects because I, I feel you know it, it tells the story better in terms of what it mm -hmm. can happen. You can talk about the connected lamp or the, or the mm -hmm. doorbell and you can tell who's there. But I like to talk about one of the projects is, uh, we did was with mousetraps. So your little little $2 mousetrap that you would buy at any uh, superstore or, 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 or market, um, we connected it to a Raspberry Pi, and we did the simplest thing. All it did was when the trap went off, it, it completed a circuit. Okay. The importance of that was when the circuit was completed, the information it captured was the time it went off, um, the location inside of the room uh, via triangulation of the Wi-Fi, the location inside, inside the room via triangulation of the GPS, and the, the temperature inside and outside, and how long before the trap was cleaned. All this information was fed into IoT Hub, and then through Service Fabric fed into machine learning. And this was 100 traps that were deployed. Within three hours, we had the pattern of mice and how they were entering into the building, and the directions they were taking to the building in terms of their hiding spots, in three hours of this solution. 
And on the flip side, we also had created now an, an SLA, a service level agreement indicator, mm -hmm. in terms of the pest control company that would come out and clean out the traps. Wow. wow. Now, all this is, was created as open source. And so, so it's available if you go to aka.ms forward slash mousetrap. The entire solution is open source. It's been used, you know, it's been used so often now. It's been changed. It's, you know, people are using it for other things, uh, which is great. But it's a great first entry into a real world situation. It occurs everywhere. You know, mice are a big problem. It's it, usually restaurants or, or some other uh, urban areas that have that, that problem. But it was a great way to show something as simple as a mousetrap. All it is is completing a circuit. And the, the amount of tasks that occur after the fact mm -hmm. and the data that you then capture and then fed it into the system and predictive analytics showing you here's through Power BI, it's showing you here's literally the pattern of what, where the mice are traveling through your building. That's awesome. That and sounds though that sounds though that um, you've got a bunch of things besides um, and I'm putting my IT pro hat on and yep. I'm still scared, right? Yep. So okay, I've got this thing that creates data. Yes. But you mentioned these two other things I have to learn now. Where do I even start with that? So as an IT pro, right. I think hang on. Surely machine learning belongs to a developer. Machine learning belongs to a developer in the aspect of coding. However, the architecture of the data going into machine learning, into, into the workbench itself. Yeah. It's actuarial. It's, 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 it's our transformation, yeah. right? It's no longer about information technology, it's about information architecture, right? How is the data actually being fed into the decision-making process, right? And even better still, now you have these mousetraps that are at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. What happens if somebody was to hack into that restaurant and find these mousetraps and say, oh my God, they've got mm. a, a lot of mice running around. A lot of yeah, mice lot running of around. Mice. What's going on? Yeah. Right? Now we venture into security. Right? How are you securing said mousetraps? Well, so that's the, the data next thing that I wanted to touch on. Right. Azure, Sorry to... Azure Sphere. Yes. So, I mean, the dev kit was launched here at Ignite. Correct. Right? Maybe, do you know a bit about that? Tell us. So, Azure What will we use the dev kit for? Right? So, yes. Sorry, yeah, Azure Sphere is very exciting. I, I get excited every time I, awesome. I hear about it. Um, it's it's threefold, right? It's the MCU on the uh, microprocessor. So it's a hardware thing. It's a, well, it's it's trifecta. Okay. It's a hardware thing that that is is secured, right? It's also the software that resides on top of the hardware that's also secured, and then you have the IoT suite that has a third stage of security. So if any three of them are tampered with. Notification is immediately provided, and the unit is cut off from the stream. And is that third piece there the, on the, the IoT hub side, um, does that have to do with uh, the new IoT Central? So IoT Central is a bit different in that it's a cookie cutter type of process where I want to do something on HVAC, and there's a template for that on the IoT Central. It's a quick way to get embedded into this opportunity of IoT. Sure. The, the Azure Sphere piece is more so concentrated on specific chipset, chips, specific MCU hardware that is invoked through IoT Central, IoT Hub, you know, through through the, the offering of Azure IoT as a whole that can be enabled so long as the hardware is in place. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, um, you know, Nick, Nick mentioned or talked about, you know, I, I guess where you were going with your question was how does the, I, the, the IT Pro play in this, yeah. you know, in this arena, right? But, but if you think about it, what you, you know, what you've just said as well, would you say, so Gartner have said, um, you know, by 2020, we're looking like 
21 billion devices right. on the internet, right? right? So that's a lot of traffic. Right. So surely that in itself is 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 changing the way we look at uh, or ha impacting storage and impacting network, and and those are all areas where IT pros do contribute, right? Right. And 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 you mentioned security, which I didn't even have on my notes as, as something, right? Because security is is a very important part of that. There's you know you've got all these sensors sending stuff, right? You, you, the last thing you want is for that information to 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 fall into the wrong hands. It, it, IoT is a tremendous opportunity for any IT pro because it's security, it's management, it's deployment, right? It's data architecture, mm. right? You, you hit the nail on the head. All these devices that are out there, all this information coming in, is all that information relevant? Or is there a requirement that, you know what, I need to deduce a specific outcome from said device. I don't need to capture all the data from that device, I just need this one tangible item that is a, a combination of all the data that's coming from that device. Hmm. And so you probably heard the term intelligent edge, right? So that too falls under the IT pros domain in terms of if you're doing data architecture, you're also realizing that on the IoT devices themselves, that some of them have that capability to have the, the smarts to come out with an outcome so that you're not capturing the entire gamut of data that's coming from the device, you're just capturing the outcome that is then stored or pushed into machine learning for the outcome that you desire. Right, so so I guess a scenario to that would be if you had a sensor out in the middle of nowhere with a very, very uh, essentially low power usage or, yep. or, or something like that, yep. you, you wouldn't want it pushing tons and tons of data up Correct. when it can do something and send you only the, the mm. summary. Correct. Right. Mm. So again, I'll, I'll tell you another story. So another project we worked on was with the Canadian Coast Guard where we used drones to identify life jackets in the water, right? Because the big thing was for the life, uh, for the Coast Guard to send out a ship, there's a whole, you know, there's, it's like a fire truck. It takes time to prep it, get it out on the water. And when you're stranded out in the water, seconds count, right? So with the drones being sent out to the water, um, you have the drones identifying, yep, I, I see a life jacket. That deduction has happened by the drone itself in terms of optics. By the drone. By the drone. So the drone is taught to what a life jacket looks like through cognitive services. That data is then deduced on the drone itself in terms of a percentage of accuracy, which is then reported back to the Coast Guard. So if it is over a certain threshold, then the Coast Guard goes out and helps with the rescue. So just to, to clarify that, it's not video footage from the drone coming Correct. back. It's the As drone, cognitive services. The drone itself has that intelligence yeah. on the drone. Correct. And you've trained something on the drone to recognize a visual pattern. Correct. And this is not a drone that you just get for Christmas. No, right? yeah. this is yeah. no these are gas-powered drones that can yeah. do three hours out at sea. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, no, these so are an serious. industrial something, and yes. you've got enough payload so on cool. there to strap something significant to it. Correct. Because computer vision, while it's pretty advanced these days, requires significant processing. Well, what's interesting is that we actually did it with a Raspberry Pi 3. No. So we actually did now. There was a ceiling. We couldn't go over a thousand feet, which is not high for a drone. So obviously, yeah. they would need a much more powerful unit. But for the proof of concept, we did it with a Raspberry Pi three and a 1080p camera. And this was the SDK that Microsoft releases Correct. with their cognitive services. Correct. Yeah. And uh, IT Pro's role in this whole endeavor was all about the architecture and how the data path pathways were going to come back uh, back to the central office. All th done through uh, custom APNs uh, coming directly from the carrier uh, itself and all architected by IT pros. So no data path going back to a hyperscale data center? Correct, no. So, so I, I have a question. If we, if we, now we've talked about, I guess, some of the use cases here and the technologies that make these use cases possible. But 
for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, when when you when you look at the Azure services available, right? There's IoT Hub, Fabric of this, all these other names that, that IoT make Central. That, exactly that make no sense to me, and I have no idea what they are. Can you can you do you mind stepping us through what some of these services are? What is IoT Hub, for example? What, right. what would you use it for? And it's maybe what you can do to get started, right? So yeah. we happen to, funny enough, be sitting right behind the IoT section the IoT here. Learn, yes. And uh, there's a pamphlet with a QR code that yep. makes it really easy for us to yep. jump in, as well as those little MX boards, those Azure chips that do the humidity and all those kinds of things. Now we know that the firmware is running C, I think, on that thing. So maybe take us through through that. Like if I wanted to configure that guy, where would I start? Here, here's, here's what I'm going to, I'll actually take a step further. So announced at Ignite uh, is a new offering called Microsoft Learn. Have you guys, you've heard mm -hmm. of that? Yes, yeah. it's, actually, section, it's right yeah. here. Right here. Right. Yeah. So we've seen that, but the folks who are listening and driving probably yes. don't see what. Ah, yes. So ah, we, yes. Need, we need to go through it. So no, no, so that's fine. So, so the website is microsoft.com forward slash learn, okay? Uh, I actually just created a learning path specifically for IT pros on IoT. That's, That's wonderful. Even better, you don't even require to purchase an MX chip or a Raspberry Pi. We've actually virtualized. Ah, oh, yes, the emulator. Right. Yes. So we've actually run the labs directly on the emulator. And all you're doing is you're, ca you're capturing simulated uh, weather pattern data through the emulator into IoT Hub. Wow. So IoT Hub is your source that securely captures the information coming in from the IoT devices themselves. Great first step for IT professionals to get their feet wet in terms of adoption of IoT. From there, you then learn about provisioning. Now that you have these devices coming in and ingesting all this information, how do you then take that information and place it elsewhere? And how do you ensure that the uh, application that's capturing the information on the devices themselves are readily kept updated? Okay. So then I don't have to care if I'm starting with a Pi or a Newton or a anything else really. I can be device agnostic. I yep. don't have to care about the processor configuration, if it's Qualcomm or Intel. I effectively start in a virtualized scenario, which I'm probably pretty comfortable with. Correct. And I'm learning how to consume services. Uh, does it cost me anything? It costs you nothing. And the, the beauty of the solution in terms of Microsoft Learn is that even the VMs and, and the, what's spinning up in terms of service, there's no cost. You don't have to spin up a service. It's all embedded into the modules themselves. So when you're going through the steps, you click on the button and it pulls up the VM that allows you to gain access right. to Right, so you don't need your own Azure subscription correct. to be able to do the module. Correct, it is completely And I think that's great because I think that would so have cool. been a barrier to entry for a lot of folks. Yeah. Right. And IoT, IoT Hub is not cheap, right? No, it's not. So for someone who wants to, to kick the tires, they start even with an MSDN subscription and they fire up IoT Hub and bang, I'm out of money. So let me, let me preface that. It, it's not that it's, it's expensive. It's the whole aspect of there is a free offering, right, that's available. It's but what you do with the data afterwards. Right. The free offering is is great too, but it only it restricts you in terms of the, the amount of devices, right? Yeah. In this scenario here, there's no guesswork. When you light up everything, the VM that it spins up automatically has access to the Azure subscription, and that's why you go through a VM, and then you bring up the um, the emulator that it, it actually loads that for you too, and it's in a separate window that you just cross-reference when you're doing the steps, and it's at no cost to the learner. So I'm going to um, take a risk and ask you a contentious question. Okay. 
Microsoft's not the only IoT platform in the world. Right. IT pros have got, especially in the cloud landscape and in terms of the vendor landscape, there's so much on offer. Yes. We see what, what Amazon are, is doing. There's a, a huge and a, a huge story and a deep path, if right. I can say that. Right. Why should an IT pro commit themselves to the Microsoft IoT story? Where's the advantage? Right now, the biggest advantage is on the aspect of security. And it's and the aspect of security from the perspective of knowing what you know. Active Directory, we can pretty much argue, is one of the foremost information protection solutions that are, that are out there. We'd agree with that. Right. So what if I told you that Azure Sphere utilizes certificates from Azure AD to secure those devices? Brilliant. Right? So that's a seamless transition over. What if I don't want to use Sphere? Where is my advantage then? You still have the capability from your solution, and the, the retailer that I talked about earlier in this podcast, we talked about you know, them now enabling their solution into, into Azure uh, IoT Hub. You can have your existing investment in place. It's not a rip and replace, it's you know, compatibility issues and what have you. We talked about Intelligent Edge. Mm -hmm. You can still have that solution formulate on the, perifer on the periphery for the, for, the for the deduction, and then feed the information into IoT Hub. So we're not saying you got to rip and replace your existing solution, you can augment, right? We're not here to say, hey, remove whatever cloud you've put out here, let's be real here, right? Most organizations use multiple clouds. That's right. Right? So we're here to say, we're happy to play with all clouds. We're not here to have an incurred cost of a rip and replace. We want to enhance and push forward what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, do you think, though, that the story the story, and the maturity of the story is very much like Microsoft's other plays in the enterprise space, though, right? If you look at, um, in the past, there are multiple vendors. So you could look at Apple. You could look at, you know, what Microsoft does on the desktop side. Arguably, um, I'm going to, and, and bear in mind, I have an Apple device sitting right in front of me. I'm going to say that Microsoft probably does enterprise better, yeah. right, than Apple does. Agreed. And yes. so that same argument probably exists or could exist very soon in the IoT space where mm. you have the Raspberry Pis of the world and the Arduinos of the world doing things, but Microsoft is looking at the enterprise customer saying, yeah. hey, we understand that as an enterprise you have different requirements to what you know Chris has when he's building a you know a parking sensor in his garage. Yeah. Yep. Right. And and here's how we cater towards that. And and to be fair so I'm going to uh, brag on Warren for a second. Warren's got a huge amount of home automation going. Yes. And he's used different cloud services. He's got some Alexa, some Cortana, and some Siri integration. Yep. So Warren, from the comfort of anywhere in the world, is able to say, and uh, this is where we want to turn off our phones. Should we try and see if it works? Uh. Hey, <laughs> hey, Siri. Turn on my Azure server. So and the Azure server is now on. Talking to, to Siri. But that, that's done through a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but to be fair, what we've just done there, or what Warren's just done, is using uh, Apple HomeKit to fire up a VM in right. Azure. And there we don't really care, right? Because that's home enthusiast and right. maybe IT pro. But I think the point you were making is that if I'm a compliant anything, I don't want to be mom and pop. Correct. I want that layer of security. Correct. And this is why I want to engage with Microsoft as a vendor because I have that warm fuzziness that says I have a guaranteed 
secure data path with a device that is actually authenticated. Now we've got the holy grail of all things. I have an authenticated something so I can start with a compliant and governed service. Correct. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So you, you're starting on the right foot in terms of security. Nothing is 100% foolproof. Yeah. But we make it very difficult and we learn as we go in terms of you know, what the attacks are coming forward. We've spent you know, billions of dollars in terms of understanding the way the attackers are, are coming through. Mm -hmm. And IoT, it's, a, it's another touch point that they're, they're coming after. So we make best effort to ensure that you know, when the attacks come, you are safeguarded, right? I, again, another story. So the casino- We love the stories, by the way. Okay. Yeah. We love the stories. Yeah. The stories are great. Casino um, out in Atlantic City got hacked. The way it got hacked, they put in, in a consumer grade- It was grade, the fish tank. The fish tank. Yeah consumer grade um, thermostats in the fish tanks right. that, that were connected. connected to the Wi-Fi network. Mm -hmm. And the hackers went in through the fish tanks and went right to the, to the, was the, the, um, the, uh, the big players, yeah. the big gamblers, and got the entire list of the big gamblers no. through the fish tanks. Because yeah. once they had gone in through the thermostat, which was connected to the, wi to the Wi-Fi, they had full carte blanche access inside of the network. It's actually incredible. Yes. Wow. So, let me ask a um, uh, a money question then. Okay. So in last uh, last financial year, so Microsoft has these weird financial years, and uh, we know they start halfway through a calendar year. So last year there was an announcement from Satya Nadella that said that Microsoft will spend five billion dollars on IoT. That's a lot of billions. So what can we expect from such a massive investment? That's, that's bigger than some industries are, right? So with $5 billion coming towards you as an IT pro, give us a, um, a preview. Not much more I can discuss other than what we discussed about today. Yeah. What I can say is, aside from Azure Sphere, the whole aspect of Azure, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Azure IoT Central, the investment of creating and, and these templates, one for HVAC, one for automation, you know, you name it. Um, that was a big ordeal in the fact that how do you baseline the deployment that will provide you that quick entry and you know, set up all the settings accordingly as, as to your size of organization and provide that security out of the gate. Yeah. We're talking in less than half a day, you can have a full on H HVAC solution deployed to all your devices that are in your organization security depending on the devices that have been deployed themselves. And the IT Pro have full control over it in less than half a day. That's huge. Right? The biggest challenge, as, as you mentioned, is the onboarding. Mm. Where do I, as an IT Pro, start, right? And I love that you're emphasizing the IT Pro and not the developer, because you've got folks who are worried about losing their jobs and and let's be real about that when a service moves to the cloud what does an exchange admin do when there's nothing to administer but they have these it pro skills they know about security they know about networking they know how to plug things in and we're not just talking about um, plugging in an ethernet cable we're talking about how to integrate systems so you're saying that these skills are directly transferable over to iot oh 100 percent I was a server hugger myself, right? Yeah. I cut my teeth on Windows Server 2003, yeah. uh, Exchange 2003, Surface Pack 2. Um, back then, and to this day, IT pros are seen as a cost center, Yeah. right? Now, in the age of cloud, you're seen as a tangible ident uh, identity. 
And that whole transformation of architecture, you know, the, the background that we have is vital to properly deploying. It doesn't mean less or more important than a developer or less or more develop, uh, important than a business decision maker or IT decision maker. That trifecta still has to be in sync in terms of how you go forth with a solution. However, IT is just as important as the other two. And our skills tr being transferred over into an architectural space means that we're no longer a cost center, we're now measured in terms of tangibility of said solutions being deployed through that trifecta. Mm -hmm. So now we're seen as an investment as opposed to a, as a cost. Mm -hmm. And that's huge because IT pros for the longest time has felt overworked, underpaid, and now to be part of this transition, it's a huge benefit at the end of the day. Anthony, tell us about where do we start? We're, we're IT pros and we're doing something. It could be, could be SQL, could be Exchange, could be AD, and now IoT comes knocking and yes, I want to scale up. I want to know where to start. Where do I start? So, tons of resources available. As we mentioned, you know, Microsoft.com forward slash learn. Uh, there's also IoT School. IoT School is a little bit more um, a, a blend of developer and IT professionals in terms of learning. Do you have a URL for that? Um, ITSchool.com. Okay. IOTSchool.com, yes, that's that's for that one. The other one, Microsoft.com forward slash learn. Yep. The course that's on there is specifically for IT professionals, so that gets their feet wet. I'm going to be quite honest, the best way to learn is to find a project, Yes. no matter how mm. small. It's like PowerShell. Right, right, exactly like PowerShell. You can do anything you want, but if you don't have a, a purpose, mm. where your starting point's going to be, you're going to be all over the map. Latest project I'm working on right now is for beer uh, brewing. So certain temperatures of, of brewing, uh, we actually saw a vendor just recently that does visual cues when you're, the SDK is open so we can um, take these light bulbs and make a visual cue when uh, the temperature for the, for the vat is just right so we can start adding the ingredients, right? right? Because you know, we'll have loud music blaring and what have you and we're all mm -hmm. heads down doing our thing and then we can see this cue and oh, we gotta add the, we gotta add the ingredients now. Um, do a project that you're passionate about. If you're doing home automation, do it, do it not just for um, the fact that I can turn my lights on and off. Yeah. Why not measure your HVAC resources inside of your home for and sure. see if you can save yourself mm -hmm. you know, a cost and have that intelligence to say, hey, I noticed that you haven't been in the house during these times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let me lower your thermostat automatically. Oh, I yeah. love that. I yeah. think next time we get together, we might have to ask you to bring some of that homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... Um, we are obviously conscious of your time and want to make sure that we get you to your next uh, meetup. I can carry on talking for hours. Yes. Oh, I haven't even, I've only touched the tip of the iceberg in terms yeah, of projects sure. we've done thus far. Okay, Absolutely. so we're going to need an episode too. No, I think we definitely need to need to have a continuation, but uh, in the interest of making sure you get to your next Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. place at the same time, is there anything before we let you go that you want to plug or advertise? I know you've mentioned a bunch of URLs and, and we'll, you know, we'll make sure we get those in the show notes so that folks can just look them up. Anything else? You, how, how can people find you? Yep. Um, events, so, things like that. So, um, I'm going to be traveling the world pretty soon uh, with an event that we can't talk about yet, but it's coming. Um, obviously, you know, at Microsoft events, I'll be at a lot of them around the world. I can't wait to uh, go to South Africa, which should, should be that's a trip be that'll awesome. be definitely do, doing the safari and, and checking that out. But uh, I know that's a trip coming up soon. Um, right now, we're trying to make it easier for IT pros to reach out to our team. We're mm -hmm. a small team of seven of us. We're going to grow very rapidly, though, um, online. We do a lot of our conversations over Twitter. Yeah. So online, I'm at Wireless Life, but 
even more so there's a hashtag AZOps. Uh, definitely follow that hashtag because that's where the com uh, conversations are occurring. We also have a landing page now within Tech Community. So Tech Community is a new community that was set up online uh, that's a Microsoft property. Uh, our blog specifically is itopstalk.com um, and that will bring you into our community where we're going to be sharing best practices and step-by-steps on how to accomplish things. But more so, we've provided a feedback loop that people can actually interject and, and provide suggestions in terms of what more they would want to see or even edit our documents, obviously we'd have to approve it, if they say, hey, if you change this, it makes it better. We want to learn from you. It's not mm -hmm. just us yeah. sharing, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's sharing, that's the whole purpose of that's what we're amazing. trying to accomplish. We, we're, we're, we tested it before, we had a little blog before called canitpro.net when I was part of the Canadian subsidiary, and we were doing that, and we grew up to 1.8 million subscribers. Yeah. Uh, now what we're going to do is we're going to take that success and not just focus on Canada, we're actually going to bring it to the world, which is awesome. And uh, we want to hear from everybody um, in terms of what do you want to learn? If it is IoT, what about I, what of IoT do you want specifically breakdowns yeah. on? What problems are you facing? Uh, we're going to try and do our best to get all the answers and whatever you come and tell us, we have that direct line into engineering to provide that feedback to make it easier for your listeners. Wonderful. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, again, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And, uh, you know, we'll make sure that uh, we put all of this in the show notes. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely include the, uh, the hashtag when we, when we tweet out the episode, too, just to get some conversation going Excellent. there. Excellent. Um, yeah, thanks again for your, for your time. And yeah, we look forward for to being a follow-up at some point. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Before you go, we just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud or alternatively drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say. At the Cloud Architects.